From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State, and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors. With your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. Hey, Shorty. I hate this chair. That's right. Welcome back, Big and Wild Outdoors, hour number two. Braden guns in the short stool. What are you sitting, doing, man? I, I, I'm sitting on the dang floor. Is what it looks like. I mean, you're bleeding. I'm bleeding. Your chair's yeah. on the floor. Stumped it's like a little kitchen. It's dangerous in the studio today, man. I don't know why we they got have no room that to move. stand over there. I'm glad I'm here with Knock. Some yeah. big, big metal thing always underneath here. Of course, with flip flops, I kicked it. And yeah, I like to see a big man, chunk of meat off my toe. So yeah, it looks like you peeled the toenail back too. So that's got to hurt. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where you. The only thing that makes a man turn his head and go, "Oh," is when I like go. See, I told you it was going to hurt. Go, <laughs> oh, yeah. go ahead and just goes. Hey, oh, you look at this, man. Man, when you when you can see the toenail pulled up, finger snap. That's <laughs> not a toenail. Good. That's skin. The That's skin nothing. at the quick of the toenail. Yeah. yeah. Nothing a little horse liniment won't take care of, right? A little purple teramycin or, you know, something I can pick up. The MSO. Let's tell me you don't have that at the house. Do we really have, have a couple it? of uh, used rags over to, here if you man? need it. Who are you talking to? I, Look, got, I got more horse products at the house than Curtis has got pills. <laughs> I, got, I got this. Uh, okay, okay we're not we going there. Because it, <laughs> it works. <laughs> I could take the glasses out of this O'Neill pouch and we can just slip it right over that toe and then cinch it down. <laughs> that works. Zip tie. I got zip ties in the truck. Stop the bleeding. Stop the bleeding. Uh, you know what? Speaking of the O'Neills, uh, Vince was uh, nice enough living the water life. They donated two pairs of really nice O'Neill uh, uh, polarized uh, fishing glasses for the uh, panfish tur- uh, tournament that we're having on June 16th. But uh, believe it or not, it seems like every week, Mr. Jim Beal up there is like hammering us going, man, uh, who else is on here? Because we're running out of room on the flyer to put everything on here. And You know what? And, and it is it's a great thing. Don't let that scare anybody off that wants to uh, help support this great cause. But um, there, if you go to our Big and Wild Facebook page, you can look at the uh, current updated flyer for the uh, Panfish Tournament. Uh, we got a lot of great support and have room for more uh, with Southern – uh, southeastern fish and tackle uh, again this year stepping up the first hundred kids that we know are registered for this uh, tournament uh, with their parents or guardian uh, are going to have an opportunity for either a telescopic uh, fiberglass pole all set up for uh, catching the bluegill and the shellcracker or a uh, little zepco combination rod and reel so if you're looking or thinking about it and you're on the fence whether you're going to go uh Get that get that registration in place so we know how many kids are coming so we can accommodate. Last mm. year, uh, we had so many kids that, and the generosity of the heartfelt uh, community up there, people were just buying uh, more poles out of the store just to make sure every kid had one. So, uh, yeah. But the more we <laughs> know, crazy. the better we can plan for this. But it is a great, great uh, – be a great day outdoors of fishing. Uh, Man, Nettle stepped up, and uh, our sausage is going to be there for the, mm-hmm. the feeding of it. It's man, I'm looking forward to it. I'm all excited about it. And uh, this is our fourth annual. And of course, this but, is in memory of Jimville Senior, who uh, owned it was the the original owner operator. Uh, now Jim Junior is actually running it and owns it. But uh, I tell you, it is a it'll be a great event and a great memory maker for sure. Well, and the door prizes, the I mean, the stuff that shows up the day of. I know the last two years I've been involved with it. You, we've gotten prizes. There's been great support for it. But I know stuff that shows up the day of as far as prices go, too. Yeah. 
you don't know what's going to pull up. And I tell you that what you just uh, shared with us a while ago, if that's truly the case, that's going to happen, man, I'm all in with that. That's going to be an awesome (laughs) raffle item. Uh, But I already know where Glenn's going to be putting his tickets. All the raffle items that we do have, again, all the proceeds, 100% of the proceeds that we collect at this event is shared with the uh, FFA, South Sumter FFA alumni, and, of course, uh, Everyday Children's uh, Blessing Home over here in Thanata Sassa. Uh, so it's a great charities and uh, a great support from uh, this uh, this event, and we appreciate everyone. Brandon Ford stepping up who makes this possible for us. I mean, first place last year for 12 shell crackers that was turned in. Uh, weighed by the FWC again, FWC's uh, giving us all their support. I'll be doing the weigh in, and uh, for twelve shell crackers, Bart, the gentleman walked away with six hundred and fifty dollars for twelve heaviest shell crackers. Brandon Ford puts up our sponsor. It started out at five hundred dollars, right. but by the time the the uh, tournament comes, people then donated more money right, right. to the uh, first place, all the way down to fifth place. And uh, the guy had six hundred fifty dollars for first place, and since he had the biggest shell cracker, he walked away with another hundred fifty bucks. So he had out. what, like a pound and a half of fish. He had, I believe, that weighed in with twelve. It was right at seventeen pounds of fish wow. for twelve shell crackers. See, what you don't understand, or maybe you do, but you know, when you go to a bass tournament or something like that, you know, you do your weigh in, those fish get released. Well, with shell crackers, you're always coming away with as a winner because you get to keep what you catch, and they are tasty. And uh, don't forget, the limit now is what fifty per person. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> shell cracker bluegill combination whatever the case is but yes and um, there were some great catches 30 we had 40 boats last year we're we're already pushing that number and we're not even we're and still you, a, a month you're out. not even mentioning that you're going to have glenn's skinning service there so if you don't want that's to only clean for, your fish that's only for unwanted <laughs> fish i think anything yeah, that you don't want to take back home he'll uh, more than <laughs> So that's uh, you know, and it, that's a good thing for me because uh, I get the heat. But, <laughs> but right now, I mean, the it's just it's going to be a really awesome time. But of those forty boats last year, thirty nine weighed in fish. Because uh, we had one boat that broke down. That was it. That was the yeah. They had a, they had a problem, and of course, um, then they all started fishing with our kids on the dock and started catching fish. And, and they were still yeah. catching fish. So uh, you don't have to go out to go have a good time. As we say, if you go up to Panavista Lodge. It's open. It's nice. It's clean. Uh, you know, there's a million eyes around there, so kids can run around out there and have a really good time. You don't have to worry about, you know, monster alligators or any of that stuff. You know, th- that uh, that little area is always so busy with boats and everything. And the ki- my kids don't want even want to get off the dock. They just want to go catch fish because they can catch them one right after well, another, right you know, there. And, boom, and, boom, boom. And, it, and it's a great enjoyment to see that the kids running around. And of course, uh, with the many boats that we're going to have, uh, we're going to start the checking of the boat a little earlier so that we can get everybody out so uh bill he was very busy last year and now we've already uh summoned some additional help so it'll be a great great morning well and vince course, will be out there directing boats this year well he's got his navigational stuff he could tell him what all those little <laughs> we markers can out make there. that happen <laughs> <laughs> he can stand in the middle of the river there on the way out and tell everybody stay off this rock stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> don't come over here there's yeah, big pieces of limestone right you know here. last year the water was low this year the water is a little high a couple inches higher than normal and uh, with so, this rain coming man it's all good yeah it, it'll be great so any concerns of launching a boat and getting out don't worry about it. Nah, You'll be in good be, shape. Be good. Bring a kayak. Bring a canoe. It doesn't have to be under power. You don't have to go that far. You know, people no. were really trying to catch those red breasts that were out there in the river. You could see them, and uh, they were casting everything, trying to catch those off the bed. But it was uh, 
It'll be a good time. It'll be a good time had by all, and we hope everybody comes out and does it. It's on June 16th. If you need more information, go to our Facebook page or go to PanavistaLodge.com, PanavistaLodge.com. Talk to Mr. Jim. Tell him you want to get up there and make a reservation. Tell him you want to get a boat. It's only $25 per boat, and you can put as many people on there legally allowed by the Coast Guard rating. Yeah, $25 early entry. 35 day up. That's right. So we're going to take a quick break. We're brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and the great and wonderful folks out of Brandon Ford. Stay with us. We'll be back. And welcome back. Big and Wild Outdoors. Full studio this morning. If you're just now tuning in. Don't do it, Braden. Do it, B. No. Glenn said no. And I, I, <laughs> no, I, defer, right to say it I defer to Glenn. Oh, Ju- Justin's in, Justin Bledsoe, our old producer and our radio reject, is here in the studio. Vince Noble from Living the Water Life is here with us. And my brother Barton. He's living uh, the Texas is here, life. He's living the Texas life. Yeah. He's the Lone he's Star life. Down visiting. Of course, Jonathan, Glenn, and me are in here as well. And uh, a lot of room in here today. For uh, a couple of flies, oh, maybe me and Knock are okay. We're uh, great. yeah. You guys are over there in the in the luxury apartment uh, compared to in here today. Now <laughs> it's like I'm a sitting. Hostel. I'm sitting here during the break. And, Observation uh, deck. <laughs> we were talking about the, some things that we might want to cover on the show, and there's a great debate on it. But in the whole time that we're in here having this serious conversation. Glenn has been glued to his screen on his uh, computer going, man, that ain't nothing like what it's on Tiger Lake right now. It's on Tiger Lake. It's just crazy. Look at this. It's, uh, that's nothing. And yeah, I, talking about the... I uh, thought they were bats. I'm the same as Bart and I look at each other and go, what are those bats? And he's like, no, man, those are mayflies. <laughs> yeah. Wow. This year's kind of like the love bug infestation. They've kicked off early this year. Uh, unbelievable. Bad. Unbelievable. And it, it is just amazing how they keep coming back year after year when I see all these big uh, tractor trailers going down the road with gazillion spots all over them, and yet there's still a gazillion out there. What I can't figure flight. out is they were created to eat flies, right? And then like the backfire is that now all they do is just sleep with each other. I mean, do we create something else at this point? Yeah, it was a, just a bad experiment. If you take an example from humanity, that's pretty much what humans are doing these days, too. Just eating and, you know. And no production. Yeah, yeah and no production. I'm so, not saying and, a word. And uh, it's just one of those things. That's part of nature. But uh, the mayflies, I thought it was a cyclical thing. I thought in some years they were down, and then some years they're like, like they are right now, going crazy. Yeah, and you know what? It's kind of, it's always in... I've always had this thought, what in the world is, you can go over there to the Kissimmee uh, Lake area, and there's multiple, multiple lakes throughout that general area, but it just seems like on the one lake, Tiger, it's just unbelievable hatch for the mayflies. I don't know what it is, if it's the plant life along that area is more uh, conducive for it, but I can tell you, whenever you see, uh, when you when you see that hatch, you can, it's almost like you just walk with your eyes closed so you don't get – I mean, they're just all over you. That's like and those blind, can blind I ask a dumb question? Sure. What eats them? Fish. Fish. Yeah, Birds, yeah. bats. I'm just, I'm just asking. When I they mean, hit that that's water, some of the best a, bluegill bait you've ever oh, seen in your life. Oh, yeah. I, I can tell you. And if you got anything that mimics it, that'll float on the water, it is just a uh, – Hold on. So how do you capitalize on it and get them and sell them for bait? Uh, they don't last very long. Yeah, no, yeah, they, they're a short life. Uh, well, how long do crickets last? Crickets last a longer. long time. And there, you can get them year round. Crickets those, are hardy. <laughs> mayflies are real thin-bodied. You know, they're not very thick. They're about as big around as maybe a, a, toothpick, a toothpick with some wings. So it's not easy to put a hook through them and do all that kind of stuff. So for a fly fisherman or somebody, even 
even if you have a light spinning rod and you have a fly and you can kind of fish it like one, almost like you're uh, flipping and jigging, you know, especially on beds and stuff, you can pull those bluegill out of now, there, did you man. Let, did you let yours float when you would use them for bait, or did you actually sink them? You mean get them wet, like a wet fly? Like we used to put a little bit of lead shot about six inches from the hook, and we would let them drop, and I'm telling you right now, they would barely break the surface and just, like Glenn said, wham wham yeah i just get out the uh, fly rod and i'll either uh i'll try to find something uh close to the hatch you know you match the hatch kind of thing but right. uh whenever the mayflies are on there chartreuse fly works just as good you can throw that out there on the water and uh move it a little bit you don't have to move it much because everything's looking up at that point when the mm-hmm. flies are hitting and landed on the water the buffet <laughs> it will just wear you out it's uh, like going to fred's and not getting the blue plate special <laughs> so, you, know, you go back as many times as you want to go to that trough as many times as you want to and go do what you got to do all i can say is whenever they're hatching and it's going on out there on uh, on the lake uh i'll get i'll get my cleaning limit with probably within the hour hour and a half i i've done i've done maxed out on my fly rod and of course uh you what gotta did take you a just break. say maxed out so you're catching <laughs> one a minute it is it is pretty much that then why aren't we doing the panfish challenge out of Tiger Lake, or you just want to keep that to yourself? Uh, the Tiger, the panfish tournament is very well suited for where it's at. There. Was, that, <laughs> was that a serious backpedal or what? Because you you got to have access. There's no boat ramps. Yeah, yeah you got to no have access. Ramps. A lot easier, and you, accommodations for people. And you to get come to go hang out with Jimville every year. Oh, that, that's true. So that's that's why it's there. And of course, uh, but out there on Tiger. I really, if you're a fly fisherman, that is truly a, a fly fisherman's paradise for uh, a popper that nobody can get to. So good luck. Well, you can. You can get in there. There's Tiger Fish Camp, and of course, there's if you put in at the lake, you can go through Tiger Creek, which is a winding thing, and it's kind of a treacherous uh, event as well. It can be. It's going to be an adventure. Well, you know, speaking of adventure, I was I wanted to bring this up because now that we're on the subject of fishing. I thought it was interesting that. Uh, Bart literally has come up with the theory of evolution. Oh, gosh. We, we were sitting on the couch, and uh, we were a couple of, uh, a couple of uh, barley pops in, and he started talking about these bass that he's catching out back of the, of the ranch out there and how normally uh, he could go out there and catch them all the time. Yeah, throw anything, and they'd eat it. Well, they're uh, just that hungry. Well, no, it, it actually, well, they've never seen a lure before. But, but now this is, this is so funny because you wonder why – uh, fish that get spooky out there on the big lakes, all the tournaments that are being held all the time, and you're like, yeah. man, fish just ain't biting. They ain't biting. It's not that they're not biting. It's just that they've gotten smarter. Yeah. And uh, he yeah. got he got to test the theory in a small, uh, like controlled environment. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a little small creek uh, lake that's about a I'd say about 150 yards long and maybe 50 yards wide. Yeah. At its deepest, it's probably about 15 feet. Um, and I would, I could throw anything and, uh, I was actually able to catch the same bass twice. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm just a dumb serious. fish. No, I mean, it, she was, she was a big female. Uh, you know, I called her Dottie and cause she had spot, a spot on her, on right yeah. behind her gill plate and a spot on her tail. And, um, you know, I caught her twice and, uh, after uh, just fishing, fishing constantly that 
I couldn't catch anything of size anymore. Yeah. I couldn't catch anything that was, uh, you know, worth, you know, they'd come up, they'd swim up, they'd look at it, they'd turn. All that you get, all the young, dumb ones. Yeah, dinks, little tiny yeah. guys. <laughs> I mean, you got to change up. <laughs> I did. I threw everything. You got to get you a possum belly. You have a plenty to change oh, up. Oh, Lord. I mean, I got to go shoot a possum and take his belly out and, like, <laughs> no, what, that's, how do you uh, rig no, that? You got to get a, gotta get a uh, basically what looks like a snap on toolbox with a handle. That's what Glenn has yeah, is a When you come box. out to the house today and bring the family, I'll, I'll introduce you to how the big, how, What year was that thing made? What did we determine? It, the, well, that, the one I have is actually, uh, that one there looks like about a 1972. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, you but, know when you they know, made tackle boxes out of steel? You know, you know, and you need to put t- the casters on it because you probably should roll it behind <laughs> you. Like a snap-on toolkit. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you just go in there and roll it on down there to the boat and stick it on there. But I thought it was funny because uh, he came with the theory that uh, they either get smarter or they evolve and then they talk to each other. I mean, I mean, I mean you know, if you look at cards, think about this, think about this. You know, all right, so they got to communicate. Well, I mean, yeah, look at, look know, at the gag grouper. An they got that one. Think, think pector, about the gag grouper. They got grouper. that deal set. Ah! Stay away, stay away. You never know. I mean, they could have some sort of weird clicking, you know, thin moving language. I mean, everything in Finding Nemo can't be fake. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm telling you. There you go. Fake. I mean, come on. You've all swim seen the away, swim away, swim away. This truly is happening, right? Yes. Yeah. But, I mean, think about this. Think about the gag grouper. All right. So you catch a, sh- a short uh, gag uh. and you, you, you don't want to drop it on the reef that you're, that you're fishing on because it changes color. And then all of a sudden, the fish stop biting. Well, mahi mahi, same thing. Yeah, when you pull one to the back of the boat, that's what you do. Is you hold the one at the back of the boat and start. Uh, yeah, they they start whacking around. the other ones until that one changes colors. And yeah, they're all like, the, wait a minute, on those <laughs> chickens, <laughs> on the little chicken ones, but not anything of any size. Let's go to the phones real quick. Good morning, Wade. How are you? Really rude. I'm all right. You know, I just got a question. You sit there talking about Lake Tiger and about how you fill your limit in about an hour and a half. Get ready to hit the dump button, Mark. Get your <laughs> Couldn't even make your limit when we went bass fishing. And uh, my memory serves me right. You haven't been to Lake Tiger fishing in probably over a year. How do you know your bait's gonna still uh, still going to be working? Well, yeah. you know what? You don't know what he does hey, when This you is coming around. from the guy that's using bird shot when he's deer hunting. We don't need to hear this. Crap. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what? We went fishing. Listen, we wasn't fishing tiger for the bass. We were over there in that aquarium where you just kept dropping the line in. So it is right. He, you, your memory serves you well. That uh, the bass fishing day, you got lucky, and uh, I was happy for you that you finally caught your first bass over six inches long. There you go. Hey, wow. Yeah, I've, I've caught bass larger than six inches before. It's yeah. kind of like when we uh, lost probably the world record bass because you couldn't tie a knot correctly, and I lost my uh, I lost my uh, my bait, and I lost everything else. And I mean, that bass is pulling the boat around, so I'm pretty sure we'd had a wall hanger. You had the drag set too tight. You know what? Yeah. Th- this is the thing. Uh, all I've heard is nothing to conserve. It's always somebody else's fault. It's yeah, your fault because you he's didn't an eagle scout. Knot. He's an eagle scout, and he couldn't tie his own knot. Yeah, I mean, come eagle on, scout. Is that anything like a boy here. scout, or is that what's the deal with that? It was Stop. a boy scout. Now he's just a scout. But uh, the other an thing, eagle, always an eagle. And then, of course, the the the, uh, the uh, shotgun incident. You know, that was somebody else's fault because somebody else is uh, you know loaded up the gun. Oh, I'm not always go check there. your well, ammo. Six o'clock in the morning, you, you can't you can't really see it. Six o'clock in the morning, he hand me a box full of double op bug and one federal steel um, <laughs> load just happened to be in the box. And it's the same color as all the other. Well, listen, you had a one out of five chance. <laughs> 
and you still the odds was not in your favor yeah and, and then let me give you this word it's some people think it's two words some people think it's one and this will help you out flashlight mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's definitely yeah. two words yeah it could be that yeah well you know what sometimes i forget my flashlight <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't you have a phone I do, but I what? There's a flashlight app on your phone. <laughs> a, yeah. All right, Wade. Well, we got to take a quick break. Thanks for the call. You have a good day. Don't come eat none of my bluegill. Ah! <laughs> Ouch. There you go. Sir. All right, we are being a wild outdoors. Got to take a quick break. Brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. Brandon Ford, and we'll be right back. Yep. Welcome back to the Big and Wild Morning Show with your hosts, Brayton Gunn and Glenn Kinman, Jonathan Swindell. Uh, okay, I have Sorry. some uh, news. Whoa. Thank you, Justin. I have some news. They're officially married. Uh, who are? Who? Yeah. Lana gave me the high, fi- the high sign, and I had to poke my head in at QIK, and she's like, they're officially married now. The royal, the royal couple. No oh, whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do yeah. they fish? Big woo. I don't know. <laughs> I think we kicked them out over 200 years Brain, ago. Don't so lie. You know you deal. set your DVR. Shut up. I don't, I don't think so. The royal wedding. <laughs> He's going to go home. We He's were, got- I laugh because we see, like I said, we see Lana in here usually in the mornings because she's working at QIK. And she was asking me, she's like, you're not recording the royal wedding? I'm like, yeah. That's you going know, on right now? You know, you know right U- now. UFC yeah. fight, uh, hunt show, something along those lines. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of into that. But, you know, the royal wedding, yeah, that's not me. Sorry. Mm. Not I mean, style. they did it very cheap. It was only $40 million. Oh, so, really? Oh, yeah. Ah, that's not Braden, I heard she Braden's got a got, deal on her dress. Brayden's got two cans of chew, a gallon of tea, and the royal wedding on DVR. He said for the rest of the afternoon. That's I right. don't think so. Yeah, me and the kids got better. I'd rather spend uh, four hours watching my kid play Xbox than uh, do that. Yeah, it's actually pretty interesting watching that. Yeah, it would actually be more fun. Well, and uh, you guys, congratulations! You uh, made Glenn ha- mad enough to where he had to actually leave the studio. <laughs> he did. He got up and win. I, I'm sad to see him go. I miss Glenn. Well, Glenn, uh, you know he's got things to do. Uh, Courtney's. Uh, they had a big party last weekend for her graduation. She officially graduated, so I think they're going to go do something special today. Congratulations, and Courtney. And uh, Jonathan is uh, hanging on by a thread because he's chomping at the bit to get out of here too, because he's going to go pick up the new tractor and uh, head it up to uh, Bloodstown. Head up to Bluntstown this weekend to go tear up some dirt and uh, start his food plot and get everything going up for, you know, uh, get up there and get ready for hunting season, get things going, yeah. and uh, get some uh, new feeders perhaps maybe up there going uh, these days, and uh, we'll see some what's happening. Some one happen. and dones. We'll see it, what happens. Before Jonathan takes off, though, i got to get your guys' opinion. I've been dying to get over here to talk to you. Stop. No. I think it's the only reason <laughs> no, he's here. Bro, we're Stop, going there. Really. We're going down the rabbit hole. This from a fishing guy. Right. What are you doing going down rabbit holes? Well, you know. All right. We're trying trying to to get him into hunting. I'm I'm trying to get bait. Okay. Wait, this is definitely bait. Go ahead. Bait him up. What is your bait? Boy Scouts. What about them? I want your opinion on it. Should should girls be allowed to be in the Boy Scouts? Are you are you well, the new changes that have been the made? New, the new changes with the Boy Scouts. Do yes. we get to have the cookies? So here's the thing: if we get the Girl <laughs> Scout cookies, we'll trade for the girl position. I think I that's think, totally okay. That's, that's just totally changed my argument right, right there. Yeah. I mean, can I solve it for all of us? If we get the cookies, they can have the Boy Scouts. You know what? I that's you know, great. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's awesome. <laughs> I was into Boy Scouts, and I you know I have a lot of friends of mine that were in in Scouts as a kid, and I think for a certain degree. Uh, for a certain length of time, I think that it should be, you know, boys out there all the time. You know what I mean? I agree. 
there seems to be a little more camaraderie, and boys are a little different than girls, and uh, I think that... They're a lot different. I mean, a lot on, on a whole level of just hanging out well, and you, socially, I mean, they're totally different creatures. Boys can't be boys when there's girls around. Well, that, that's the thing. I, as long as they don't... I, I hate to say this, but I, as long as they don't like uh, try to knock down the... You know the uh, the boy in them. You know the test testosterone and the way the boys are and they're rough well, house and they punch and they, and they wrestle and you know they get like to you know not bathe for three or four days is okay. You know it's as long as a girl can and can keep up with that, that's fine. I mean, but, a well placed fart is going to be funny. Now, is a girl <laughs> going to find it funny? I mean, is that going to be offensive? Will that be a sexual harassment thing? I mean, where does it stop well, if, I, we, if we go this yeah, way? You're, you're you know, on the money. I, I, yeah, I look at it this way. Almost anybody that was in the military in the 1970s and go any ahead, Boy Scout in, afterward, uh, you know, that came in there, every sleeping bag was referred to as a as a fart bag. I right, mean, that's sure. basically Dutch what it was. Yeah, yeah, whatever. So, I mean. But the things, what they do at night, what they can do outside, whereas a girl can't really do that too much, you know, things like that, where you can go use a tree for a restroom. And, yeah, master you know, your domain, you know. I'm, I mean, if it changes all that dynamic, then I think it opens up a, a new possibility for other organizations to be started, which I've already heard that two of them have already cropped up. One is uh, a Christian-based one that I think is a really good one that gets out there and teaches men to be men and how they're supposed to act and when they become adults, you know, being a, the leader of a family and things like that. Now, they used to have clubs like this, though. I mean, they, they were I, I, talking to Glenn about this, the break, the, the Awanas or Wana Club. I mean, they Kawana? had, the, well, they had groups like this at the churches already. I just don't think that they ever really materialized. I mean, Boy Scouts was the thing. You were a Cub Scout, Boy Scout, Eagle Scout. You just did that. Here's the question, though. Why, why do they have to be in the Boy Scouts if the girls want to learn how to hunt? Camp fish start a fire. Well, why don't they go get somebody to teach it in the Girl Scouts? That, that's that was going to be my point on that. Is that I I firmly believe that every child should have the the experience of getting out in the woods, learning how to build a fire, learning how to build exactly. uh, you know build their own their own shelter uh, because it's life skills that are lost in today's generations. Um, yeah, you know, no, yeah. The, most of these kids they, they don't know how to tie a knot. They don't know how to cast a fishing line. They don't know who Limp Bizkit is. Exactly. <laughs> Well, you know, the thing is... Don't know how to change a tire. I mean, yeah. we can keep going down this list all when, day long. When society started saying that divorce was okay for any reason whatsoever, uh, you know, just because, uh, you know, your husband lost a job or because they just weren't happy or they didn't have the house big enough, uh, you know, when you separate those, the it makes it a lot different. And so there's a lot of parents on both sides, male and female, who are looking for outlets for their kids to go do things that they don't know how to do. Right. So it's like, you know, if I don't know how to build a nuclear, uh, you know, submarine, I got to send them to the Navy to learn how to build a nuclear submarine. I mean, you know, whatever it is. I mean, if you don't have those skills yourself, it's easy to pawn it off on somebody else. Which is right. just lazy. I well, mean, it boils down to laziness, in my opinion, because you could, in this day and age, you can go on Google right now, and you can look up whatever YouTube, you want to do, YouTube, yeah, <laughs> you, if you want to learn it with, the, I mean, why wouldn't you even more so want to learn it with the child, so you could have that experience together, I mean, it's a lazy ideal to think that we need to send our children off to some location so that they can learn from somebody else, and not from their own parent. Well, that's where it should be, right. I, I, I agree with that, and the Boy Scouts also teach other things, but I look at it this way. I don't really have a problem with it, you know, uh, when it comes to letting girls become scouts. If they're going to uh, make sure that they understand that those are two different genders and they do have to be treated a little differently on both sides, <laughs> but they also have to let them be themselves, 
I know you're shaking your head, but it, look at this way. Look at Naked. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll give you an example. You look at the show Naked and Afraid. Okay. Okay. I guarantee you that if you go back and look at all the episodes, almost 70% of those are finished by the females, not the males. Yeah, but they're not Boy Scouts. So, so where did they learn it? I mean, but, but because they took the time to learn well, the skills. But, look at Melissa. But, you and I both know but Melissa. Here, here, here's my two cents on that. You know, the reason that is is because a lot of the males in this country now have been neutered. So <laughs> true. That's, well, or they think that they know what they're doing, and they get out there well, and they but, work themselves nah, to death. I, I don't want you to paint the picture that I'm the bad guy. I, I'm not saying the, the girls guy. should not. They just need to keep it separate. Well, my whole thing is, okay, so, but here's my thing, my take on it. You, you have Boy Scouts and you had Girl Scouts. Now we have Scouts. So are we going to glom both organizations together? Nope. That's, nope. They're well, not going to. See, I mean, exactly my point. So what's the what's we can have Girl Scouts, but we can't have Boy Scouts. Well, it all started, true. you know, it all started. I mean, this has been going on for over 20 years. Yeah. I mean, have they, Melissa they, they, come teach the Girl Scouts how to do all that. That, that would be Well, awesome. like it's like we had this conversation. I mean, what? Probably last week we had this conversation when a lot of this broke loose and it was me, you, Bill, and a couple of us others in here. And I said that. I said, you know, to me, if you want girls to be able to do stuff, like I can say that with my two daughters because right now I could take my 10-year-old and I'd probably put her up against any teenage <laughs> True. 20-year-old boy when it came to hunting and what to do in the woods and everything else. And she would be, you know, like a Melissa as far as she would know if I get lost, this is what I do. She knows how to handle a firearm. She knows, you know, proper stand. I mean, just stuff like that that I think is cool. It but can, it, it, it can know? become a specialty thing. You know. If you look at the people who are on Naked and Afraid, if you take Matt, and okay. Matt started his own group where he was taking yeah. young men out to go and do with the things he does with his primitive survival skills and all the things that he's doing. They're doing an old show about him. They're dropping him off in Africa for 40 days by himself. Well, and Melissa's the same way. If she started her own organization, you know, Melissa's, uh, you know, backwood girls or whatever it is that go out there and go learn all the skills that she has, that's all well, fine. But here, here's the bottom line. You're going to let your baby girl go camping for two nights in the woods with a bunch of preteen No, but you know, no, but no, that's no, where well, they're messing up. See, this is where they're messing up, and other corporations have done the same thing. I mean, look at Dick's Sporting Goods. That that place right now is, is suffering from from yeah. the stupidity of making statements and allowing things to happen because they want to create an equality situation, right? But but they want to be fair to everybody. They don't want to offend anybody. So that's that's the state of the nation we're in. The lack of offense. You don't want to offend anybody, so you're going to go ahead and let it slide. But you're also going to see the demise because there are large groups of people that don't want to see these things happen yeah that is true that makes sense and and the sad part is is that it all boils down to what it is you're going to do for your own kid and i I, you know we're kind of biased in this room because uh we all take the time to be with our children we all take the time to be with kids um vince even though he's uh doesn't have any kids trust me he's all the time wanting to hey hey, do you think barrett wants to go out and go fishing this weekend how about you know taking the kids out if you can't go i'll take them you know i mean so even though you don't have kids, doesn't mean that you can't go out and mentor somebody if you have those skills. Or you can let Vince take your kids. Yeah, well, I would trust him with my <laughs> kids. So thank you. Uh, I, I mean, would. random kids, you know? No, not random. <laughs> no. Easy. Random kids would be good for you. All right, we're going to take a break. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by G5 Feed and Outdoors. And, of course, the great folks out of Brandon Ford will be back. Damn 
Welcome back to the Big and Wild Outdoors. I'm Barton Blair. There's Braden Gunn, Vince, Justin, Jonathan. Jonathan. The man. That song right there brings back lots of memories. Give us one. (laughs) (laughs) Bart. Bart, You notice Glenn walked out. We've got a lot more hard rock going on here. Bart, Bart, myself, and our littlest brother, Neil, we were raised on the water. Yep. Uh, not far from here, the radio station, and uh, we lived on a canal. And of course, uh, our parents uh, didn't believe in air conditioning, so we had you know big giant jealousy windows, and we crank them open. And when uh, when mom and dad were away and they were at work and doing their things to keep the bills paid, that Van Halen album would be played extremely loud. And when you live on the water, everybody gets to hear. It. All right, <laughs> yeah. It's What's like, wrong with that? <laughs> America. Well, well when, America. You, when you live across the street from uh, some uh, leading member of the Cosa Nostra and uh, some other people that lived in the neighborhood, it was uh, it was uh, a quite an interesting thing when they would come over and show up and go, uh, "Hey, Rod, uh, your kids the other day were just like really blasting the music really loud." You know, it's, it's like, so we'd probably get in trouble for that. Yeah, who had the mullet? Gone. Nobody. Nobody had a mullet. We'd catch a lot of mullet. Yeah, I was about to the, say, you had the fish. <laughs> we had plenty of mullet in that backyard, man. We'd always be out there cast netting. Yeah, we did. And, uh, you know, oh, you know what? Speaking of cast netting, I do have to mention this. If you haven't gone and uh, uh, liked uh, Barracuda Tackle's uh, Facebook page, you need to do that because not only do they have the, uh, the, the cast nets of royalty. You started it, so don't even make that sign. <laughs> I will say that Burton uh, came out with a new product that seems to be taking the market by storm, and that's the new Magnet. And uh, it is a magnet. It's a rare earth molodendrum type magnet that you mount on the boat or um, wait, anywhere whoa, else what? that you want to do. I got it. an issue. Whoa, with whoa, that. Whoa, whoa. Well, hold on. Keep, let him, let him finish. I want to yeah, hear this. this is, Go ahead. You got my interest here. Go ahead. And the thing is, is that all of the sides, it's you know, it's a rectangle, and it's about maybe six inches long and three inches wide, and it's. Everything is coated on the outside where it's not magnetized except for the front. So wherever you mount it, it's not going to mess with your electronics on the boat or anything like that. It's all straightforward. And so the thing is, the theory behind it is, what happens to all your your drink holders and your cup holders in your boat? Rust. No, no, yeah, what what usually ends it. up in there in your cup holders? Uh, pliers, Hooks, lures. lures like, this thing here, you can just throw it literally up there and it it sticks right to it. So it, it doesn't mess with the compass. It doesn't not, mess with the, the nope, Simrads. And, nope. You know, nope it doesn't mess with any of that stuff. And, and the thing, the beauty thing of it is you can mount it underneath the fiberglass so you can't even see it. You just put a little sticker there. They give you a sticker to protect the gel coat so you could just literally... Stick it over on the side. How about let's not be lazy and just put it back where it belongs? Because when you're in a hurry and you're out in the boat and it's rocking and rolling, I mean, seriously, have you never been in a boat before? <laughs> Nothing is exactly where you put that it. That statement to a guy with a show called Living the Water Life. <laughs> yeah, just, right? yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you, you, I don't care whose boat it is. It could be Immaculate John, and you go in there, and there's going to be two hooks in the bottom of that cup holder. Oh, there's always there, some, yeah. There's there's always. I will let you know tomorrow because I will take a picture and send it to you tomorrow. Okay, that's because you're conscious of it now. No, you're gonna I'm make not. Make yourself unconscious. Get on the boat, and I'm just going to take a picture. You know I'm what? Not even going to touch a thing. But the thing is, is when I took it, I took it over. <laughs> Whose boat, though? Whose boat? 
Captain Jim's. Jim. Well, there you go. Big Daddy Sport Fishing. There you go. And he's got like how many kids at home that that's probably their job <laughs> to clean that boat. Exactly. From no, top it's, to bottom. It's, it's his, he's OCD. It's his job to clean the boat. Trust me. Yeah. He's got all those little Oompa Loompas running around uh, there cleaning yeah. up everything after the I mean, come on. Seriously, dude. Let, let's face it. I had this conversation <laughs> with my 10-year-old. My 10-year-old made the comment to me this week. She's like, why do you have me doing all this stuff? I said, why do you think we had you in the first place? <laughs> no, it's I mean, life, you know, life, labor. life lessons. How many times? How, how many people in this room? How many times did your dad say that to you? I oh, mean, yeah, like my dad laughed and said to me one time, he goes, the happiest day of my life was when we had you because I knew that I was going to have a free fence builder, you know, <laughs> yeah. 10, well, 15 years down the road. Anymore. Yeah. Well, anyway, the, the magnet itself is not much bigger than your cell phone. And, uh, when I took it over to uh, John over at G5 over in the firearms department, the first thing he did was he said, oh, dude. Gun tested. Oh, yeah. He's like, man, this thing is awesome. It's better than the little round magnet that you put underneath your dash. This thing, I mean, they just, punk. I mean, it goes on there. It'll hold up a full-size Mossberg, uh, you know, oh, nine-shot. It'll stick right to it and hold it right there. You can stick it anywhere in the house. It's. I, I let Bart take a look at it, and the first thing he said was, dude, I need like three of these in the kitchen because, you know, he's a chef. Something stuck to the back of the headboard? Well, the thing is, is the cheap the cheap ones that you can buy to put your knives on in your house, that's one thing. Yeah, but in a, in, a, in a kitchen situation where people are running around, things are being thrown, and, you know, you're in a hurry – those things get knocked, all of a sudden five knives fall out. On Have these things even been beta tested yet? I mean, are they, oh, anybody yeah. got them? Who, see, oh, yeah, yeah. see, but the issue is, is knowing, meeting Bart now and getting to hang around him for an hour or so, I could see him being the guy that would hide the magnet behind a door or something like that. I would. And for the new trainee, he would have like the meat cleaver and just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be the meat cleaver. It would probably be the sharpening steel. I mean, right, by, you know, right by their head, just kind of give them that, you know, hey, just let's, wake esta- up let's establish some things here. Well, <laughs> The thing, the thing is, is that with that with that type of magnet, it also uh, will hold uh, stainless. So yeah. it's not just oh. it doesn't have to be uh, uh, it doesn't have to be just carbon steel. It'll yeah. hold. So if you've got stainless steel hooks or any of that stuff, it sticks right to it, man. I got one in the truck. I'll show you. Where can we find this product? Where 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 is it? Mm. They're going to be sending them out to stores here pretty soon. Right now, they're getting all the uh, boxes and everything. Made, might, the you might need things. to tell him I need one at the uh, shop to see what uh, Dude, archery and outdoor products. What do they retail for? 20 bucks. That's it? That's it. Yeah. And I mean, they're they're huge. I mean, they're the size of this. Um, well, you can't see it on the radio. What's the but website? Uh, it would be Barracuda Tackle. BarracudaTackle.com. Okay. But uh, it's a it's a new product that they've come out with. And it's uh, everybody who's seen it's like, dude, I need like five of these. I, I do need like five of those. <laughs> it's uh, that's going to be I could stick them all good. over the Arctic Cat. Yeah. Well, that was the other thing. I took it over to Motorsports and they're like, dude. We get, you mount that on your, your roll cage or whatever it is. You can stick things on your, your keys. You know, all that stuff that slides around inside your glove box. You just put one your in big the metal tumbler on. that you like to take out with you and you're yeah. trying to find a spot to hold exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'll hold it right there to it. I'll show it to you. Golf carts. Golf when carts. Golf course. And it's rubber coated. So it doesn't uh, stain. It's easy to clean. It's, you know, it doesn't mar anything. Hmm. So if you stick your, you know, your firearm to it, it doesn't scratch it up or anything right. like that. So it's pretty awesome. Anyway, I just wanted to bring it to your attention. I mean, the thing is, <laughs> well, actually, pretty you. awesome. I like it. See? I want five. So in your face, Vince. Whatever. In your face. <laughs> now, you know, I got to ask, uh, you know, since Bart is here and he spent some time out in Texas and, it, we, you know, when he was on the first ranch, we used to get the deer reports. Yeah. But now that he's uh, a little more centralized, where are you at now? What, Marble Falls? Marble Falls, Marble Marble Falls, Falls Texas. That yeah. nobody's ever heard of. That's yeah, about an hour uh, west 
west of Austin. Well, uh, you say that. I've got a question to ask him go when ahead. you get done. Uh, mechanic, have you heard anything about them banning mechanical broadheads in Texas? Not that I know of. Okay. Um, not that I know of. I've, I've got a few guides that come to the restaurant, uh, yeah. and uh, it would be definitely something I bring up, and I'll probably do a little bit of research. But it's funny that you were, um, that you were talking about um, food plots. It's rare to see food plots out there now. Yeah, everybody at this time of year is moving stands. Yeah, and moving you know moving feeders. Um, yeah, but you're in that scrubby area where great between, things come to those who bait. Where, That's where, Texas state law. Exactly. He's in that area of the state where it goes from you know things that are green to things that everything has thorns on it. Exactly. So it's like in that zone in the middle there. Yeah. Uh, where it's it's all rocky ground. It's hard to get a food plot going in the first place. Well, so we went, we hunted, uh, I went and hunted Rio's on the Matthews Ranch okay. and all that, and that was kind of the terrain there. But the one thing that always cracked me up was, of course, my cousin, they had the lease out there, so he, you know, they had the big corn feeder attached oh, to yeah. the in the reset of your truck. And everybody, I laugh and tell them this all the time. I'm like, you always hear people say when you the feeder goes off, you know, it's just, just the dinner bill. Yep. And that was amazing to me. We were out there, and they come by me because, of course, you can corn everything out there. Yes, you they can. don't. They do not care. They sell it by the they, ton. I mean, they're sell, well. They were selling it. The gas stations in yep. Georgia. They talk about them selling it. I'm like, please. They have a whole feed store with nothing but corn. When we were places we stopped at Texas, but yep. just to watch him drive by. And in 30 seconds to a minute, there were, oh, probably 45 to 50 deer and probably 20, 30 turkeys. Like, just, where'd he go? Come back. Come on. Come, come back. back. Turn around. Yeah, Turn around. It's the fresh stuff. It, they go down those senderos, man. They're used to it. It's like clockwork. You know, if you go every day and do it, they, they And they stand there and watch, and they just stand there and look at you. Yeah. But yeah. I, I wanted to bring up, uh, I know that we got to take a break in a minute or so, but uh, I was going to say that. Uh, I thought it was funny because when Bart came back down here, the first thing they did was want to go eat seafood. And mm-hmm. so they went and ate seafood. And the next day I said, well, I know you ate seafood, so I'll take you somewhere else tomorrow. And he's like, no, dude, nope. you don't understand where we are. We can't, don't get seafood. You can't get it. I mean, if yeah. it ain't catfish, they won't eat it. And yep. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, he's like, nothing. Yeah. That's like in the middle of the state oh out God. there. That's that what I, I know. It's so hard to imagine that. It's like, how do you not have, you know, shrimp or well, you have to have, or, you, the, the best thing to do is to, to have a, a line on a monger, you know, somebody that, that's actually making the trip up from the Corpus Christi area yep. or the Galveston area. And they come in and they specifically But you only bring get you it every once in a while. We get it once a week. That's unbelievable. And then we'll push. And the funny thing is, is that we'll get that shrimp, um, that that shrimp, uh, you know, flounder or blue crab or whatever that we're bringing in for that for that week. Uh, by Friday, yeah, it's gone. Yeah, and I then wanna, I want to cry for you right now. I know. <laughs> believe me, believe me. And then when you you know like you go to anywhere else and they like, oh, we've got shrimp. It's like not. It's the little bitty guys. Popcorn. Yeah, popcorn you should talk shrimp. to um, Tropic Star Seafood. They're based out of uh, Lakeland, and they'll ship. I'll have to put well, that you on know the, list. the thing is, is I I told him that I said, you know, dude, if you need, I can I got yeah. seafood you, people. I can. Want? <laughs> he goes, the problem you. is, is that people won't eat it. Some yeah. of the stuff they look at and go, I'm not eating that. If yeah. it ain't catfish, I ain't touching it. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll continue this after the top of the hour break. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're going to hang out here for a while, so stay with us if you want to call triple eight four zero four ten ten. We're brought to you by G Five Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. <laughs> 